Hi guys, this is the Stump to Stump podcast here, and today we are going to talk about the FIFA World Cup so far. What and what's going on so far? And mm, in my opinion, I believe this is one of the best World Cups because a lot of shocks has happened in the World Cup, and it's been a World Cup to watch. So in this episode, we'll be talking about the detailed World Cup groups and my predictions for the quarterfinals. Let's get on to the episode, yeah. So, first up, let's kind of go group by group and analyze what's the most interesting thing that's going on in each group. So, let's start off with Group A, where it has Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador, and Qatar. So, as you know, the host Qatar bottom of the group with. no points and next we have ecuador who had four points and finished third place then we got senegal who had six points and finished second and finally we had the dutch as well who finished first with seven points so in my opinion i think This group was a very interesting group because the last day or so, it had a uh, a lot of results to go in someone's favor, and it was really end to end. And I think one player that I really loved watching in this group was Cody Gakpo. I think the way he played overall, I think his ability to score in every group stage game is I think a big brilliant achievement, and I think it's great to see him do that. And hopefully, he can keep it up in the remaining games of the World Cup. And now on to Group B, which had England, Iran, Wales, and USA. So as you know, Wales bottom their group with one point, and Iran finished third with three points. The USA finished second with five points, and. Finally, England topped the group with seven points. So I think, I think one player to watch out in this group is Jude Bellingham. I think I've been a big fan of Jude. I think um, the way he's played for Dortmund the last couple of years. I think I've really loved his energy, the way he plays, and I think it's been a great sight to watch him play. And I think I'm really excited for Jude to light it up in the World Cup knockouts. And I think he's done that so far. In the round of sixteen, hopefully he can continue that for the quarters and give England the trophy and say it's coming home. Now on to Group C: Argentina, Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia are part of this group. So here comes our first shock. The first shock that happened, in my opinion, in the World Cup was Saudi Arabia beating Argentina two-one in the first group stage game. And I think it was a brilliant result for Saudi concern because they were really good attackingly and they also defended really well after that two-one lead. And I think Argentina just weren't able to take their chances, but also they weren't able to defend Saudi's attacks and sustain the pressure. So I think it's mainly Argentina's mistake for giving up the lead and also not able to score. And now let's look at the group. So as you know, let's go reverse this time. Argentina topped the group with six points. Then we got Poland, who finished second with four points, and they got Mexico, who also finished four points, but goal difference separated them. 
and finally on fourth place we got Saudi Arabia with three points. So now on to Group D, which is France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia. So as you know, France topped the group again. France topped the group with with six points. Australia finished second with six points and Denmark finished third with three points and finally we've got Tunisia who also finished with three points so I think it's probably one of the best groups I'm just saying this and uh, it's probably been one of the most entertaining groups because Australia beating Denmark 1-0 in the last week I think was probably one of the other shocks as well as we're going to talk about and um, yeah it's definitely interesting to watch underdog teams going to the knockouts and one player to watch out in this group was Kylian Mbappe in my opinion and forgot to mention this in group C obviously we know everybody that Messi is playing in their group but I won't say Messi as the player to watch out for I think Rodrigo De Paul is the player to watch out for because he's been really good in the group stage I think his midfield presence has been really immense and I think he's been really good so far for Argentina hopefully continues that form Sorry, now on to Group E, which is Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, and Japan. Like you guys know, Japan topped the group with 6 points. Spain finished second with 4 points. Germany also finished second with 4 points. While Costa Rica bottomed the group with 3 points. So, let's talk about some of the shocks, first of all. Japan beating Germany 2-1 first week and also beating Spain 2-1 was probably two of the major shocks that happened in the World Cup in my opinion and I think Japan just played really brilliantly and I think they deserved to go to the knockouts and Costa Rica also beating Japan was another shock because it's obvious no one expected Costa Rica to beat Japan and I think it was a good thing for Costa Rica to be able to beat Japan and I think at least get some points on the board so I think one player to watch out for in this group was Actually, one player to watch out for actually in this group was Rikush. Actually, <laughs> I would like to say it was Danny Olmo. Actually, unfortunately, we know Spain got knocked out by Morocco, but still, Danny Olmo played really well. I think I liked the way he played overall. I think I'm really excited to see him as well. Group F, okay, we go to Group F, which is Croatia, Belgium, Canada. And Morocco, yes, yeah, sorry, Morocco. So Morocco topped the group with six, actually seven points, actually seven points. Croatia finished second with with five points, and then you got Belgium, who finished the group with four points in third position, and finally Canada, who unfortunately finished in last place with zero points so let's I think talk about one player to watch out for in this group mm, I would like to say Hakim Ziyech because the way he played against Belgium even against Spain even against, in the Canada game as well he's been really impressive because he's not played international football 
in the Africa Cup of Nations. He's not played at all. And now in the, they are old managers. And so now when they sack the old coach, now I got a new coach. He's come in and played. I think so. I think that's helped his performance. And I think he's done well. I think he's become more since famous. I would say. So yeah, I like to say that. But Group F. So Group G now, which is the Brazil group with Serbia, Cameroon, and Switzerland. So as you guys know, Brazil topped the group with. Six points, and second place was Switzerland, who also finished with six points, and third place went to Serbia, who finished. Actually, actually no, sorry. Third place went to. I think Cameroon, if I'm not wrong. Wait, I'm pretty sure it's Cameroon. Let me just check, anyways. But I think I was pretty sure it was Cameroon. Yeah, it is Cameroon with four points, and then we got Serbia with one point. And I think one player to watch out for this group is Lucas Paqueta, in my opinion. I think he's been probably really good. And I think I like the way he's played. I think this has been so good for me, so good for us fans to watch. I just checked right now, and I, I was going to update something. To interrupt. In Group D, I got one of the standings wrong. Actually, Tunisia finished third with four points, and Denmark with one point. So yeah, I just wanted to update that. And finally, Group H, Portugal, South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana. That's how it exactly ended. With Portugal six points, Ghana three points, last place. South Korea and Uruguay four points. And I think in this group, I think South Korea was a team to watch out for. Obviously, beating. Portugal and I think it was kind of a shock, in a sense shocked, and I think one player to really watch out for is Bruno Fernandes. I think the way he played against Uruguay just impressed me a lot. I would have said Gonzalo Ramos, but I think he just played the knockouts. Uh, really can say him. And just remembering this, Cameroon also beat Brazil one nil at the last group stage in Group G, and that's probably one of the other shocks I was going to talk about as well. So now we talked about the group stage. Let's go to the, do the round of sixteen. First of all, what do I think about the games? So first we saw the Netherlands beating USA three one, and uh, Memphis Depay, Daily Blind, and Dumfries scoring for Netherlands, and then Haji Wright scoring for US. What do I think about this game? I think Dutch played really well overall, and I think US couldn't clear the lines, and I think he just didn't defend at all. And this is partly why they conceded the three goals, and yeah, it's pretty much it. And Dutch just dominated the US. That's what I would say. Dutch deserved to go to the quarterfinals. So next up, Argentina versus Australia, which ended in two-one, where Messi and Julian Al Julian Alvarez scored, and Enzo Fernandez's own goal contributed towards Australia. And I think it was a good game because Argentina played well. They actually promised throughout the game. They showed why they should be there in the World Cup, and I think it. Gave them a confidence just winning. So now on to the third game where it will be Japan Croatia. It was one one in the full in time including extra time, where uh, even Perisic and Maeda scored as well. So it was one one and then Croatia beat them on penalties. I think what I think about the penalties, I think Croatia took all the penalties and in Japan, 
if I'm not wrong, I think Croatia took most of the penalties actually, and Japan missed a lot of them. I think it contributed towards that. I think if Japan took their penalties, it would have changed the result. But still, hard luck Japan. Well played. I would say that as well to them. So now to Brazil, South Korea, four-one. Okay, Vinicius Junior, Neymar, Richarlison, Lucas Paqueta scored for Brazil, and then Paik scored for South Korea. I make. I think this initially in the first half, I was just. I I'm just saying this. After they were leading four-nil in the halftime, I was like, okay, this is another seven-one humiliation that happened to actually happened to Brazil in the World Cup in 2014. Brazil is just taking revenge on another team, but but different team basically, like at a different stage. So I was I thought it was going to be another another seven one, but it ended up four one. So I still say Korea didn't fight after the first half. I think they got a goal still, but I think it's not enough fight in my opinion. But I think Korea, I think it was an emotional game for them to play, obviously in the knockouts. And I think I'm just saying they are one of the most impressive underdog sides. that two were qualified for the knockout other than japan in my opinion now we go to france poland 3-1 okay france giroud scored once and then mbappe got two goals and lewandowski got a penalty in the 90 plus 9 minute and i think france i think they just controlled everything including the possession everything poland tried but i think they obviously can match france's level of playing and everything and the quality of players that france has poland definitely couldn't match it And I think France deserve to go through. That's what I would say. England Senegal three nil. Okay, so England beat Senegal three nil with Jordan Henderson, Harry Kane, and Bukayo Saka scoring. Just saying, is Bukayo Saka obviously last couple of years he's been one of the most shining talents other than Jude Bellingham in England's England setup. And I think I've loved seeing him overall, and it's been a good experience to see him do well in the World Cup for him as as well. So. I think England did well. I think Senegal didn't try at all. I think I would say Senegal didn't play their best. I think England just went down, played, played their game A, and just won the game. I think England deserved to play quarterfinals as well. Now we got to the shock of the round of sixteen. My opinion, okay. Morocco Spain nil nil full time, including extra time, but three nil and penalties. I got to say this, okay. This is an opinion, not so like I don't like these players or not. It's just opinion. The three players who missed the penalty: Pablo Sarabia of Sporting Lisbon on loan from PSG, and Carlos Soler from PSG, and Busquets, captain of Barcelona and Spain. Okay, all three of them missed the penalty. I'm sure that they will now when all these guys go back to Spain, they will literally throw rocks or even tomatoes at these guys for missing penalties. How straight to hitting! How straight or how straight are they hitting the penalties? I don't know why. The worst part is the coach Luis Enrique gave them a thousand PKs before the World Cup, and still it is not paid off. That's the thing. And this is not to say anything wrong about Enrique, but just saying. When I started the penalty shootout, he was sitting there, like just sitting there. Do I was like do whatever you want. I don't. I'm not going to say anything. But the Morocco coach was like so animated and. He was like standing on the edge of the seat. He was like, "Yeah, let's go win." And I think Morocco deserved to go through because they dominated the whole nineties. Spain tried, but no, to no avail. Just saying this. Again, now last game. Okay, Portugal six one against Switzerland. Gonzalo Ramos, what a player though! Hat trick against Switzerland. Pepe getting a goal. Rafael Guerreiro and Rafael Leo getting goal for Portugal. And Akanji getting a goal for Switzerland. 
I think Switzerland just gave up. I think when Portugal got the three goals in the first half, just gave up. I mean, actually two goals, sorry, two goals in the first. I just gave up, saying, okay, I'm not gonna try again. And this Portugal just capitalized the second half, scoring four more goals and just conceding a solitary goal. Portugal played their best. I think they played their A game. And seriously, Portugal deserved to go through Switzerland, not even close. So now we'll look at my predictions for all the knockouts. So as you know. Argentina against Netherlands on December 9th Friday at 2 p.m. local time here in New Jersey. Mm, I think Argentina is going to win that. Personally, because I think I feel they are in much better shape compared to Netherlands, and I think they are doing much better when it comes to their play. Next game, Croatia Brazil the same day but earlier 10 a.m. in the morning. I think Brazil is going to win this because. Simple reason: Neymar is in form. Everyone, Neymar, Lucas Paqueta, Vinicius Junior, everyone is in form. And I think Croatia just won on a shootout. So I'm not really confident in their ability to win. England, France. Mm, I think this is a good game because both sides are doing really well. But given current form, it might be England. I think, in my opinion, to win. This is a very bold prediction because I'm a fan of Mbappe, but still, I think England is just a thing a much better side. Compared to France, my opinion, and yeah, hopefully England win. Finally, Morocco, Portugal. Hmm. Tight game though. I think this is a shocking prediction. I'll say Morocco is going to beat Portugal. My opinion. The way they're playing, I think they deserve to be in the semi-final. My opinion. They deserve to progress. Morocco, Portugal. They won. I think six-one comprehensively. But I think still, I think Portugal not at the best of shape. But Morocco. Hopefully, they can win. I think. Hopefully, it won't be such of a bad, ups- bad loss for Morocco. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Stay tuned for more. And goodbye. And see you later. Down, 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 down